0: Welcome to our Parenthood Podcast, where we have conversations on principles and practical things about parenting, marriage, and family life. This is Dennis.
1: And this is Tammy. We are a family on a mission to see other families flourish. Our Parenthood Podcast is brought to you by Podcast Network Asia and Podmetrics. Hello, welcome to Our Parenthood. This is Tammy and I'm with...
0: Dennis. Yeah, it's
1: yeah. And we Siyempre. are continuing our conversation with John and Krina on fostering and adoption. I hope that you were with us last week. If you did not get to listen in on their story and how everything came to be and how they started the foundation on adoption and how they themselves adopted, then please go back to last week's um, episode. Now, I would like to invite again and welcome John and Krina. Hi, John Hi. and Krina. Okay. Hi, guys. Thank you for having us again. This week, we wanted to ask about, more about, ano nga ba?
0: <laughs> Ako yung...
1: Tami <laughs> mo tanong. Hindi, mo sa dami akin yung, dami yung, yung tanong.
0: Tanong ko from last episode pa. How will I know? How will I know that I'm really ready for adoption? kasi natanong dinin tamiyan ready na ba talaga
1: tayo? ang may ako mamaya may tanong din ako yeah. on mga challenges kasi last week John was saying how beautiful adoption is, ba? Yeah. and totoo naman and how beautiful and how it reflects the gospel. and totoo naman. pero ba if we look if we think about the gospel and how we are able to enjoy our adoption in in God's family. Jesus had to die on the cross. That was the cost of adoption. Mm-hmm. And I, I think I want for for this week I also want to for our listeners to yes be convinced of how beautiful adoption is at the same time know the the cost. So they know how to count the cost. Mm-hmm. And yon. So ikaw muna, sige, Ayun. Ka.
0: Ayun, yun, yung, yung, mo yun, yung, tanong, How do I know? <laughs> For sure, mara nakikinig tapos back of their minds. Siguro pag forty five natayo will adopt. How will I know that I'm ready for adoption?
2: I well, I'm really glad you asked that question because that's probably uh, because of our work with Rohe Foundation. That's probably one of the most frequently asked questions when we do forums and um, if there's ever a panel of adoptive parents. That's always the question that's asked. How do I know that I'm ready? Um, and the answer is simple. You, you don't. Um, mm. you, there's really no way to know that you're ready. Um, it's just like, how do you know if you're ready to have kids biologically? Do you really know? You don't because you don't really know until you have the kids and you kind of figure it out along the way.
3: Mm. And,
2: um, and it's the same with adoption. And it's the same with fostering. You might not have um, everything in place and might not be so neat and tidy. Um, but your yes is, is important. Your, your yes holds so much weight in this. And, and just to say, I'm willing, not sure what is ahead of me, mm-hmm. um, but, I'm, but I'm saying yes by faith. Um, I'm just going to say yes to this child because I know that this child is better off in a home, in a family setting than where they are now. So unfortunately, I'm sorry, the answer is you don't, you don't, there's no way to know if you're ready. Um, it's part of the
4: journey. It's yeah. part of the process. I think pra- practically, I mean, it's a very good question to, to ask. I mean, it's not a, it's not a bad question. Yeah. I think to be a responsible parent, right? You, you, you ask those questions, you know, am I, am I financially stable, you know? Um, and, and I mean, there's a technical, more technical side of, am I ready um, and, and legally they look at a certain amount list of criteria to assess if you're ready or not, and we can talk about you know how how important the legal aspect of it is as well, and Krina, mm. maybe talk about that a little bit more. But but yes, I think it's really good to ask um, those questions. Am I am I ready? Um, practically, also, um, I mean, at the end of the day, Krina, Krina's right. It, it, it you have to step out, and you never really get that full assurance that you know i am ready now you know you'll never you, you won't hear this voice like you are ready to adopt to it now mm. like you'll, you'll never get that but practically um, it's always good to talk to well to have agreement between yourself and your your spouse i think that's that's one huge huge mm. thing that you are mm. you're agree with your with your yeah. spouse mm. another one is to talk to your very close friends or or close family, people that you trust and ask them what they think um, about it, I think. I mean, I mean, we were talking to then uh, Pastor Dennis and Tammy as well. Um, we were talking to our uh, very close friends about it um, to help really help us count the cost, so that when we say yes, there's conviction in our yes. <laughs> mm. You know, there's there's there's, there's no like um, I'm giving into this. Fine, you know. There's like yeah, I thought this through. I i I'm, I'm not full. I'm not sure. Absolutely sure. But I'm gonna have. I'm just gonna take that courage, take that step of faith, and say yes. But I, feel, I feel that I mean, there's, there's, there's an aspect of of wisdom as well and wise counsel. Yeah, mm-hmm.
3: yeah.
4: I'm
1: yeah, thinking. I don't know if that's right or makes sense, but yung question. But because I the like, there are people who are very emotional and are in by nature, and parang so I I do get to talk to some na oh, naawa ako ganyan. I I guess my question is will that be sufficient? Oh, enough byon na. Example ako, ay baka ako sige. Yung iba kasi ganun yung oh, nakakaawa. Sige, I want to do that. Yung iba naman, that's what's stopping them because feeling nila ay wala talaga akong na-feel. So because I don't feel anything regarding the orphan situation then baka hindi ako called to do anything alam want to contribute to it so i guess the question is uh, yon, uh, meron
0: bang basic practical factors to say yes you guys can adopt
1: mo ba, Enough ba siya? Well, I, <laughs> yeah i kind of hear i
2: hear what you're saying Tammy. and i think yeah basically one of the things we um we like to share with families that are in the consideration process is we, we like to tell them, um, when you adopt or when you foster, don't expect this child to fill a need that you have, mm-hmm. or to bring something to you sometimes because the, the reason why some adopt, and it's also a great reason to consider adoption, it can't be the only reason is because they're saying, you know, we really want to have kids, and we can't have kids. And so it's kind of like, we need kids, and we're going to take a child into our family. Um, But to kind of see adoption from a different perspective, and to say, adoption or fostering is really more about giving a family to a child. And Mm. I'm not expecting this child to do anything for me to fulfill my needs to fulfill my desires and my dreams for what I want my life to look like. Mm. I'm doing this because I believe there's a need. And I feel like we have something to give this child, that our family has something that could bless this child. And I think that if you start from there, it's a healthy, that's a healthy mindset to have as you enter into the fostering or adoption journey because no child can fulfill your needs or fulfill your dreams and desires. Every child will fall short, mm. right? There's no perfect child to fulfill um, what your dreams are for your family. But 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 we're in a position where we can say, this is what we have. And, you know, God has blessed us with this life and this family. And this is what we could share with a child.
3: Mm-hmm. Um,
2: and that's a good kind of baseline to have as you start considering adoption in foster care.
4: Yeah, kind of do
2: that heart check.
4: Then there's the, the criteria, right? Some of the things that you you kind of have to meet in a more legal legal sense.
2: Yeah, I mean, there's definitely practical things to consider. And people ask us all the time, mahirap ba? Mahirap ba mag-adopt? Mahirap ba mag-foster? You know, and we'll say, you know what, honestly, the the, the administrative the administrative and legal process in the Philippines, it's hard. Um, there's no way to downplay this. Um, it's it's costly. It can be costly. It can be inconvenient. Sure. It can be long. Uh, it requires patience. Um, and, you um, and there are things, there, there are things that you're assessed on. It's not really hard in the sense that the criteria is very minimal. Um, you know, are you good people? They check, you know, are you, are you going to be kind to this child? Um, they ask you a lot of questions to to find out um, basically your background and to know if you know you're really adopting for the right reasons. You know, if you're not just receiving a child to fulfill a personal need or for personal gain, um, but there should really be a heart for the child. Um, and then they, they assess your family and they just want to make sure that the child is going to grow up in an environment where, where they'll be loved and accepted. Um, but the actual process of adoption, you know, that that's often a hindrance to people because it's daunting. I know for us, that's what it seemed like from the outside. It's so daunting to have to deal with the different government offices and comply with the different requirements and things like that. Um, but we realized that really the adoption is costly. And if you look at the biblical narrative of adoption, ad- adoption was costly. Um, it was costly to adopt us. It cost uh, God, the father, his son, sending his son to die for us. And it was costly. It was inconvenient. It was hard. Um, mm. But for us, that's maybe where we can step in and say, all right, well, then let me absorb that, that difficulty. Let me take that upon myself and reach out for this child who's honestly helpless. Um, sometimes we feel like a child is just going to land on our doorstep. And if a child landed on our doorstep, of course, we would adopt, right? Of course, mm. we would take the child in because, you know, it, it must be really for us. It's, the a child is here. it's a sign. It's a sign, you know, and it's a beautiful story to tell. Um, but the truth is, most adoptions don't happen that way. Um, you, there's a fight that needs to happen for this orphan to take these orphans into our families. There's a cost. It's hard. It's a long process, but that's what we're able to give the child to say, you know, you who were abandoned and um, disowned by your biological family. I'm here to say, I see your value and you're worth fighting for. I believe you're worth fighting for. I believe that you're worth the time. The, how many, months or years of a process this might take you're worth the inconvenience of lining up to get different things like a police clearance or nbi clearance or a medical checkup you're worth that you're worth that to me and and you're worth more and so um it's one way to show uh the orphan their value Mm. and to demonstrate that to them because really they're they're longing for that they're longing for that love that affirmation from someone who's saying i'm willing to fight for you
3: Mm.
0: Okay na if you guys can also define the difference between fostering and adoption because we've been using it interchangeably pero magkaiba talaga yung fostering and adoption. So what's the difference between both? Sure.
2: Um, both fostering and adoption, there's a legal process behind it um, which is there to really protect the families and, and all of that. But it does happen in informal ways as well. Um, the, the main difference between fostering and adoption is fostering um, is something you do without the assurance of permanence. In fact, it's almost as if um, you, you enter into a fostering setup knowing that there is a very large chance that the child will not be with you forever, that it's a temporary setup. And mm. this happens because there are children who um, the primary objective is really um, in, in orphan care, is really orphan prevention. Mm. Um, to prevent a child from being an orphan. We exhaust all efforts to um, spare a child from becoming orphaned in the first place, which means Mm.
3: you
2: you preserve a family, try to find ways for um, this child to eventually be reunited with their biological Mm. family. And um, that's what fostering is for because we understand that there are times when the biological family of a, a child might not be fit at that time to care for the child and temporary care is required. And that's where fostering plays a huge part. Um, Rather than having the child grow up in a children's home Mm. or grow up in institutional care, wouldn't it be wonderful if the child could experience the beauty of family, even if it's just temporary. Um, Mm. That's still so healing for their their souls. It's still so good for their development, just Mm. practically speaking, right? As children to grow up in a family environment. And so that's, that's fostering. It's there's, there's no assurance of permanence. Um, It's a temporary setup. Sometimes it leads to a permanent adoption in in the event that um, the biological family is unable to ever be reunited with a child and it really does not work out and it can lead to adoption. Um, But adoption is, is permanent, it's legal, it's binding, it's irrevocable. Um, It's actually in the adoption process. It's amazing because you go through first the the administrative side is where you work with DSWD and you figure out, am I fit to be a parent? Is this child really available for adoption? And DSWD will help assess that and say, all right, you're a good match. You're fit adoptive parents. This child is really legally available for adoption, meaning their biological family has really relinquished all of their rights. And um, you can now take on um, the, the role and responsibility of fully parenting this child as yours. You move into then the legal process where you go through family court to have the name of the child changed, and it's amazing because what happens there is actually the original birth certificate of the child is torn up, and the child is issued a new birth certificate with now bearing the name of the adoptive parents, the last name of the adoptive parents. It's literally like they're born again. You know, they're giving a given a new certificate and saying, "This is now who you are." And this is legal and binding and it entitles you, you're an heir, you're a child of this family. And so that, that's forever. Yeah. So that's the main difference between fostering and adoption. Although that usually the compassion at the onset is the same, right? That's what right. takes, yeah. what yeah. gets you to that place is usually the same. Um, and so <clears throat> some people explore both and find themselves in yeah. different routes.
4: Yeah. I, I would like to just echo that, that, you know, the, Almost the heart of it is the same it's it's really taking someone a stranger <laughs> and, and taking them into your home and it leaves you in a very vulnerable place <laughs> it leaves you in a very uh, uncomfortable place and we talked about inconvenience it, it is inconvenient um, and I wouldn't also say that you know one is easier than the other they're both they both can be very very difficult um, <laughs> and um, but but the, the impact on the child it's also you know immeasurable, right? Um, so,
0: so yeah. Just wanted to add that in. Yeah. Iniwan. Ini. Ini. Tanong mo kanina.
1: Yeah, tanong ko yung mga iba pang challenges. I guess. I think it was. Yun yung yung maner. Parang personal. Personal kasi to yung mga tanong ko hindi talaga para sa ibang tao.
4: <laughs> no, it's true. At least for the uh, one one challenge that I noticed, more of the men. A question mm. that the men have is um, there's a reluctance because, oh, I'm going to pass on my name. Like mm. people think that, you know, there's so much in a in name, right? Oh, yeah. so my, 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 my ancestors, you know, um, and then my lolo worked for this and, you know, he worked our family to, to this place and then passed that on to my dad and you know, my dad passing that on to me. So the Henson family and then. And then I'm gonna pass it on to someone I don't know. <laughs> like, like, like there's this whole notion of like, um, of his name, but you know, I just can't separate it from the gospel. You <laughs> know, that's what God did for us. Like we're, we're nobody's completely like undeserving, and mm-hmm. He gave us His name to bear um, and His inheritance. I think that's the power of the legal aspect of it. Like the inheritance, um, they have full rights to the inheritance.
3: They oh, yeah. have full
4: full rights and i think that's so so powerful that when mm. we decide to adopt this child when they had no name <laughs> no lineage nothing at all going for him he was not supposed to receive an inheritance suddenly everything that my family has worked for i'm giving and i I'm, I'm saying now you're part of this and and you have full rights to everything that 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 this that, that this carries and yeah so um that's that's one thing i think just the the way i i dealt with it was seeing what god did for me and i can't separate it from 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 the gospel and um so that's that's one one i guess mental sort of like battle um maybe more of the men would 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 go through because we're the ones whose name kind of carries carries over yeah and then there's issues with the family right
2: yeah, I think the issue about like will our like being accepted by the family and involving them in the process. I remember that for us on, when we were going through the process of considering adoption, I remember that we first made sure we're on John and I were on the same page and we had decided what we believe was right for us and for our family, what God had called us to. And we were sure about are yes that you know we were going to say yes to this we were going to say yes to adopting we believe we were clear we were convicted um and then you know we we knew that there might be a chance that we would have to convince the people around us mm. and it it's okay i think to involve extended family in the decision making process meaning like to hear them out you know to hear I think there's wisdom in that from in, in council and hearing the perspectives from different sides. But I thought it was really important for us to first be clear that we were on the same page that we knew we were called to do this. And we had agreed, okay, regardless of what anybody is going to say, uh, we know we're in this and, and, and that's okay. Um, And it took some time for some people to come around. Um, And we hear that often that, you know, it, it usually, the story is usually oh, my parents weren't fully on board in the beginning. Mm. And then they met the child and now they're so in love. Like, mm. and now like they can't, you know, now it is their favorite grandchild. Um, we hear that story all the time. And I think it's because of the culture that um, we find ourselves in here in the Philippines where adoption was not really something that was celebrated. You know, we talked about that last week. It was something that was kind of usually covered up and, and not really talked about. And so when we talk to... Um, you know, our our relatives who are a bit older and family members who are a bit older, they come with that background and that worldview of adoption. Mm. So it really does require kind of a reframing. And um, it's, I guess you take it up, the families need to take it upon themselves to slowly um, share that and show them the beauty of adoption, but not also take it so personally when not everybody is Mm. extremely happy and ecstatic about it. You know, one of the things I loved was, I remember when um, we first took home Chloe, um, some of my closest friends said, let's throw her a baby shower because you know, she never had a baby shower. And I thought it was such a nice way for the community that I was a part of, the, the church community we were a part of, to show the child that we celebrate you, uh, that we're celebrating you and uh, you celebrate the, the coming of a child into your family. But it's not, that's not always the case. Um, mm. and we just kind of have to be ready and willing to, to play that role of advocating for um, the orphans to our families who are not on board from the onset.
4: Yeah. And, and also to realize that, I mean, we used to get, I used to get personally affected by maybe some of the questions (laughs) or some of the comments that maybe relatives or friends might say, I'm like, you know, why would they they say such a thing? You know, like, for example, um, uh, um, what are some examples with are you will you love them the same or, or 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 no okay one is uh one is so we adopted first right <laughs> and then and the queen yeah. got pregnant and then we'll hear comments oh now you have a real child So like so so in our minds like what's Chloe so imaginary what's Chloe? yeah <laughs> <laughs> so, so now you have a real child how do you feel I'm like are you really happy now I'm like as, as I mean, sort of implying that um, maybe you're, you're, you are you're were settling before and now you finally have mm. you know, an mm. end with your prayer. But I mean, I think, it, it, yeah, one, it comes from, I guess, the culture that we find ourselves yeah. in. And another is they really come from a good place, right?
3: Mm. Um,
4: so and that's one of the things that I keep trying to, to to keep in mind that every time those comments come up, um, it's it's one, they might just not be exposed to this, um as much as we have. Mm-hmm. And that's there generally there are people who we care about, right? Because they had the courage to say something like that to you. Um so to just to acknowledge that and maybe um uh, not yeah, like we said, not take it personally. And and the fact that we 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 had agreement right as a as a couple that this is the way we wanted to build our family. I think I mean a lot of things come into play with that, right? The whole leave and cleave concept like of marriage, right? Mm-hmm. And um and to to know that um we take in, I guess, the the comments and the advice from, from relatives and family. But um, at the end of the day, what is God telling us? And our responsibility is still to honor them. So not be like, oh, you're so ignorant, right? Like, like, like you don't know, you don't know this issue, like I know this issue. And but not not to come at it with that, but but really try to honor them and recognize that it's probably and most likely coming really from a good place Mm. Um, that has helped because I mean, if we were rude about it and say, you know, I mean, it'll be harder to convince them. Right. And I think at the end of the day um, the way watching what I guess when the child comes and when they watch how much we love the child, you know, I mean, the the questions just start, you know, fading away. Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. And and, uh, once they experience loving the child as well, um, yeah but I mean it's not not automatic yeah. I mean, all of this was over time <clears throat> yeah.
1: yeah it usually comes from a place of concern
4: that's right right,
1: na, Kaya nyo ba? Paano na kung ganon? right? and I think it's very normal even oh, baka nga they're just voicing out our own concerns also na. <laughs> we try to the reality the reality yeah. of it's hard to raise kids nowadays it's, with the na, I think for us you were saying before the bana mostly it's economics. Yun nga, parang, I remember right. Dennis was saying, okay, so kids, are you ready to split your inheritance to...
0: Kala mo, pera. Tapos sabi, one of our children, <laughs>
1: si, si Eliana yata sabi niya, basta the basketball cards akin. <laughs> Kala mo, inheritance yung usapan But many times, it is, it does have something to do with the economics. Will you yeah. be able to financially provide or will it put a strain on your budget or yun nga, you have to split the inheritance. Yung mga ganon. Which are valid concerns naman din.
0: Yeah, at saka I think some are coming from negative experiences. Yeah. Dahil nga ang bad nung narrative. Uh, yeah. So, yung concern talaga nila. Yung nga yung Totoo mga na sabi nung 20 plus na. Doon <laughs> yeah. nang laman ang puntsa. Diba? So, yeah. yun yung kwento nila. And they're coming from that. Right. So, okay. parang ako ngayon, nasa place na lang ako na, hindi, wala awareness. That's why we're doing this. Because right. we're at the awareness stage in our nation when it comes to adoption. Mm, so, we right. need to be more understanding and more Christ-like. Kasi nga, ito nga yung spirit ng adoption, di ba? Dapat mabait ka. So, dapat mabait ka rin sa mga hindi na-, <laughs> na-, na ganun nga, no? And marami kasi mga tanong, like somebody asked me, and I know it's coming from a good place, okay lang ba pumili ako ng ganitong ichura? Because I think she was thinking, paano na paglumaki, tas anlayo ng itsura, tapos sabihin, bakit ganyan yung itsura mo, eh, yung magulang mo. Baka mabully. Oh, like yung kunyari, right. kami <laughs> nag-adapt. Oh, bakit ganon eh, parents mo mukhang mga Americans, tapos <laughs> ikaw mga Asian, di so. Yeah. Diba? Yeah,
2: there's a lot of concerns about that. And, and we get that all the time. And you're, I'm glad you mentioned it because um they don't mean ill you know what Mm. I mean they're coming from a good place when they ask sometimes even about like what if we look different I think it's a concern because they're concerned and they've heard stories about kids being bullied in school and you know that for us as as an advocacy is kind of an alarm to say we need to reframe the way schools talk about adoption as well Mm. you know like maybe that needs to be something that kids are taught we need to provide that kind of education for children so that when kids in school understand adoption well they don't bully the child who proudly comes to school and says hey i was adopted and then only to find out (laughs) that child grew up with it the the kids he's around grew up with a very different narrative of adoption so um, that's why we like to say it's really about creating a culture that celebrates adoption and not just if you're called to adopt but it could be even as simple as maybe your parents and you're listening and you're thinking Hey, actually, my children don't know about adoption, it might be a good idea to start talking to them about it and giving them a healthy perspective about adoption. Mm. When they encounter children who came into families through adoption, they would also know how to celebrate that. And Mm. they would know how to respond, they would know what to say. Um, Because otherwise, you don't right? the the narrative here because of telenovelas and media is so in yuan you know so you were abandoned it was it's always the the dark side of it mm. it's always the side that that's painful it's the yeah. trauma traumatic side of the story um but but the heart of the you know the, the side of the story where this child was taken in and loved and accepted and and becomes part of a family is not the side that we know how to talk about very mm. well the redemptive um, side the redemptive side yeah yeah so so I think that's one area where, as, as a community, um, that's one way we can start to contribute um, and start playing that part and just having those conversations with our kids.
3: Mm. Yeah.
1: And this is really why we wanted to, to have you guys over also. Because we know it takes for the culture to be changed, it's not just your family or a couple of families, but hopefully, it's really the community helping one another within the community and then it spreads. So it's like a cascade. Parang yun yung yun yung wish ko, no? Na, na as, we, as we talk about this more and there's more information, there's more awareness, we really get to celebrate it and it's not just for a select few, but it's, it's really a culture within our community. Yeah. And I see that, like, in, diba, ang dami natin noon sa Victory Green Hills, na sabi ko kay Denise, Niya napansin, no? Pero ang dami sa atin who really, even before Rohe, even before we had a church in Green Hills, Para ang dami nang, dami nag-adapt. na palang nag-adapt noon. Yeah. Na, And yeah. grabe yung mga ginawa ni God sa families yeah. din. Nala. So yung yeah.
0: personal experience ng dinamin John, Trina, when we, when now that we're fostering. Like, our baby grew up in breast milk. No? Kahit wala namang lumalabas sa akin. Diba? Parang it's the community.
3: Yeah. No, wow. Facebook
0: pa lang, diba? Ang dami nagsusupport talaga. We've, we've had, we had to buy a, we had to get an extra... Freezer. Uh, freezer.
1: Hindi
0: buy. Not buy. Piniram
1: lang tayo. Somebody donated,
0: actually, the, the freezer <laughs> wow. for us put in the breast milk, di ba? So, parang grabe din si Lord. And i realized, hindi mo ba na-realize? When oh, we yeah. started fostering, may provision din talaga eh, si Lord din. Na parang never ending din yung, pro- I, I'm not just talking about the milk. Why didn't I feel? By the way, guys, <laughs> so ma- mahal pala ng gatas talaga. No? So, nagkukulat oh, eh, ako kung oh. grocery ako. No? Ang gatas, diaper, it's it's Wow, yes. deba parang wow. Nakalimutan ko na yun. Eh, no? Tagal ko nang walang baby no? and <laughs> breast milk si Tammy ever since. So parang it's it's something new for us to wow. To buy milk. Yeah. Something yeah.
1: by something new last week lang. Yeah. Sorry na
0: <laughs> yeah yeah. So parang this is something that's uh, yun nga very costly. But we also know there's so much grace when we do this, kasi nga we touch the heart of God.
3: Yeah.
0: Uh, he's the Father to the fatherless, and I think our Father is priest. Our heavenly Father's peace when we take up this cause of uh, taking care of orphans. Mm.
1: I think just with even as we parent our own kids on our own, naman talaga natin kaya. I, I think there's no difference. That's right. The same grace that God provides us to parent our biological children. It's the same grace that God provides our children who are not. Ano, given to us biologically or through, yeah, yung...
2: I think I want to echo that because, um, a lot of the questions and concerns and fears that people have about adopting, like things about what happens if they rebel in the future, or you know, what happens if some there's trauma or something shows up in the future when they're teenagers, and we say we find that. Actually, a lot of the concerns are not adoption concerns; mm. they're just parenting concerns. Mm. You know, that's something you would face whether your child came to you through adoption or, you know, you birthed this child biologically. There's always that chance, mm. um, and so sometimes we could we. We assign it to adoption and say, oh, because, you know, this child was adopted. That's why this happened. No, it's because they're human. (laughs) It's
0: because because of you. Because Because of you. How you raise them up. (laughs) In English, you're a (laughs) parent.
2: It's a parenting problem. It's a parenting issue. It's not an adoption issue. So, yeah, I mean, I think that's one of the things that sometimes we get. We confuse the two. Um, mm-hmm. but it's just a it's just a normal parenting concern mm-hmm. as any parent and they've probably faced the true. same fears and concerns about that with for their biological children
1: mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. yeah i um, like that we're talking about these things cuz i think these are the usual concerns that come up that stop people from actually considering adoption or fostering
0: so yeah ang yeah. ang singles ba mag magadopt if you're a single yes. person, you can yes,
2: legal yeah, singles can oh. adopt, and you know what? my perspective around that has changed a lot because I think there are a lot of singles that I mean that I know that would make great parents, um, and you know for I'm not saying it's for everyone, I'm certainly not saying that, but i I do think that there are singles that are mature enough to parent um, and would make great moms or dads um, and and that's possible now in the Philippines. Hmm. yeah. Um, I do want to share like one um, on this topic, one statistic that really always sits on my heart. Um, I think about it a lot. The number, this, this particular number, um, it's actually a statistic that was based on it, based on the U.S. kind of study that they did um, in Christian churches. And they say that um, when they ask the, the church um, how many people would consider adoption, um, 37% consi- say they would consider adoption. But if you look at the numbers for who, how many actually adopt, it's actually just 1%. Mm-hmm. So as part of Rohe Foundation, one of, our, one of our our goals is really to help. And I'm sure that it's not vastly different here in the Philippines. If you, ask, if you go around and you ask mm-hmm. people, would you consider it? Probably a good number would say, sure, I'd consider it, right? It sounds like a nice idea. It sounds like a good thing to do. But how many people actually take that step and do it? Probably the gap is, is just as big, if not bigger. Mm. Um, so, you know, our heart and our heart is really to see that gap gets smaller and smaller, that people who really do think it's a great idea would be able to take that step and feel confident enough to explore it, to do whatever is needed, practically speaking, to go out, fill out an application form or prepare the requirements or make, you know, their desire known to the SWT or the right agencies and things like that. Um, So that that gap would close because it's so sad to think that there's a good number, a good percentage that would think about it and thinks it's a great idea. But there's obviously something holding people back still.
3: Mm
2: -hmm. Um, So I'm really grateful for this because I feel like this podcast and just the opportunity to talk about it can help move people a step closer to, you know, closing that gap and saying, I won't just be somebody who thinks it's a nice idea. I I might be someone who can do something about it.
0: Can yeah. I yeah? Can I say lang na what helped me and Tammy would be knowing that your foundation existed. Now, pag, I'm not sure if, parang hirap din ako to, if there's no support system like a Rohe Foundation to help us. Like, w- w- where do we start? Ba? Parang, yeah. But because you guys were there, it was easier for us now to think about it. So, uh, Siguro question, and then maybe some of our listeners are wanting ay, and that's why maybe the percentage is low. Para okay, it's a good idea. How do we go about this? Who will help us? No, I yeah. think that's why Rohe is there, foundation. So how do they get in touch with you if meron nga silang mga tanong or they want to be more knowledgeable about this? How do they uh, contact yeah. us?
2: Okay. Yeah. I mean, they can connect with us on, on social media. We're on social media. We do a lot of, one of the things we're doing now is a lot of live chats, just stories, adoption stories um, so that people can hear more positive stories about adoption. Uh, so we can help change the narrative around it. So we do that weekly. And so on our social media platforms, there's a lot of content that's available. Um, you can look for Rohe Foundation um, on, on Instagram, Facebook, um, YouTube, Um, there are resources available. Our website also hosts a lot of great tools, um, rohefoundation.org, that are helpful for families. And um, through those platforms, you'll learn how to connect with us and we do adoption consults. So just 30 minute time blocks that families or individuals can sign up for where they would sit down with one of our staff and be able to have that opportunity to ask all their questions. um, Over Zoom, so remote. Yeah, yeah, over Zoom and just, um, we do those weekly. We've had to open up um, a, a whole lot more time slots because there is a growing interest. I think that's something to celebrate. There is a growing mm. interest in this topic, and so um, yeah, we do encourage those who are are open to get in touch with us. We would love to journey with you.
1: Mm. Yeah. You like last week. You mentioned about how you were already aware of the situation because of because you you had a project in Indonesia. Mm. Am I right? And that was concerning orphans or human trafficking yeah okay you know what i'll touch on that um i think that um
2: there were some issues in the news and and this happens a lot we were i was getting triggered by a few things one posts about abandoned babies you know you see their posts on facebook in a box in a, in a plastic bag you know in a field an empty field and it was really triggering me and i felt that was one of the ways god was speaking to me but also, we were exposed to, um, and we were just learning about the child trafficking situation in different parts of Southeast Asia, and hearing about baby rental facilities, where babies could be rented and ex- and used for sexual exploitation. It, it was the the stories that I had heard um, really left me in. Uh, a different state. Uh, I, I couldn't unhear, I couldn't unlearn what I knew. Um, mm. And the realities that I had heard were so deeply troubling to me that I knew I had to do something and I, we had to respond. Um, but hearing about the the sex trafficking and hearing about um, even here in Metro Manila, in Makati, when we were starting um, Ruhe Foundation, we would hear about prostitutes who um, you know, would be from the red light district um, in in Makati, and would sell their babies um, for drug money. Um, and rip, they they would do it as if it's just part of life. Um, they we met this woman who had who had six children. Her first, her eldest child was fourteen, who had also become a prostitute. She had they together. They had sold baby number two, three, four, and five for drug money. Hmm. And we caught her with baby number six. And we said, please, you know, please don't do this. Um, Can you consider adoption instead? Can we help you so that you wouldn't find yourself in this position where you feel like your only option is to sell your child? Um, And I guess it was... it was hard because you think about that. You think about that, and your the tendency is to judge this woman, right? To say, "Why would she do such a thing?" You know, what a crazy, irresponsible thing to do. And I, I felt like, um, as the more we work with women like this, and I put myself in her shoes, and honestly, her only source of livelihood was prostitution. Mm. That's really all she could do. Mm. Um, it's hard to judge now. Um, mm. We have programs now to help women like her who find themselves really feeling like they do have options they just don't know it you know lacking education about what the options are and how how can you best surrender your child for adoption if you really are unfit mother Mm. um, rather than selling your baby and not knowing where your child will end up Um, child trafficking is real I had a baby being offered to us to be sold for like 20,000 30,000 40,000 pesos and I thought you know, surely we can gather this amount to rescue this child, right? Um, but, but these are the realities that we live in, that mm. babies are being sold and usually not for a good purpose. Mm. Um, there's also the issues of OSEC, online sexual exploitation of children. Child, child pornography is a growing industry. It's now a multi-billion dollar industry and that's fueled by orphans. Because mm-hmm. what they do is, you know, they buy children off of families who feel like they can't provide and, and, and then that fuels this child pornography industry. And it's, it's so hard to sit with these realities and do nothing, uh, knowing that that's what happened. And so somehow they're connected, these two issues. And I think the heart of God are, is really for us to be able to step up and say, are we willing to stand in the gap and to fight mm. for these orphans so that they don't end up in places mm. like that?
1: Yeah, well, that's precisely what I wanted you to touch on. (laughs) I wasn't sure if it was a good idea, but I think many of us live in a bubble. Like we we lived in a church bubble and I remember Dennis showed me or he watched a a documentary of... Some I think the on I think it it was on sex trafficking and human trafficking, and I came home that night, and then he was just so red, and he was saying he was so mad at the injustice that was happening. And I think that planted a seed in his heart. And on separate, kind of separate occasions, God because I also watched and he told me about the documentary, and I ended up watching it as well. God did something in my heart and planted a seed in my heart. And out of the blue, I remember a car ride I was with our youngest sa likod. Tapos na sa harap siya, nagda-drive. Tapos so, sabi niya, Ga- random lang naman to ha? At the moment that I was, while holding, I-, I don't remember which child, while holding and breastfeeding at the back of the car, I remember, bigla lang I just thought of adoption. Like, just a random thought. I didn't even bother bringing it up. Because it was just a random thought. But the exact same time, Dennis, while driving, looked at the rear view mirror and said, Ka random lang naman toha. Yung garora. Hindi ano lang siya, wala lang siya, parang ano lang siya, bubble lang siya ha yan. Pero parang open na sa adoption, gamanan siya. And I was like, uh, I was just thinking about that. One second ago. <laughs> and you I, I just remember na it was because God opened our eyes with the yung reality and we don't want it to sound like Kasi ganito na ang mundo. Right. Diba? We, we don't want to act out of yung ganong, yung, we don't want to uh to, don't yung parang you don't want to guilt trip guilt people, trip people. yeah. yeah. To considering <laughs> adoption, no. but But was... kasi... <laughs> real, us. I think for many, what is holding them back or keeping them from actually thinking about adoption and fostering is because, they don't see need. Because okay, naman, para everything that they see, it's fine and dandy. parang ganon, ba? It's, Or yeah. it's not. It's it's we we do sometimes watch it on TV and we see some some of. Sometimes, my news about it. But it's not close, like it's not. Yeah, parang yung So I yeah. think that's why I wanted to ask you to share also.
3: Yeah.
0: Yeah, that was,
4: that was definitely a big part of our story. Yeah. yeah, I mean, um, and also knowing. So we were hearing these stories. Oh, this is happening in Thailand. This is happening in, you know, in in in, in Vietnam and in, in Indonesia. And then when we came home, we're like. <laughs> When we studied it more oh this is happening in we
2: were living in Makati at that we were time We living in
4: Makati it's happening in Makati Avenue we're like we can walk to where it's happening uh and we were mm. like wow it's it's so real mm. like yeah you're right we were living in a bubble and and I think um I think compassion uh when seeing being made aware of it um Allah opens the door for us to have compassion and when that when we have compassion, that opens the door for us to take action. Mm. <clears throat> so, and yeah, I think awareness is a huge, huge part of that. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. All right. So let's continue to have conversations, more conversations surrounding the beauty, the challenges, and just how God has designed us. No, as yeah. I think, as people who have experience the power of adoption firsthand. Mm-hmm. I love your story about the process of how they tear up the birth certificate and give you a new one. Ano, ba yan?
0: <laughs> ano <ba yan? laughs> na ako ng
1: Identity, how everything changes because of that. Ano, yun lang, Ikaw na lang na, mag- yeah.
0: <laughs> In short, guys, if you want to know more about adoption and fostering and how to uh, take up this cause of uh, defending the orphans right, and giving them homes, please visit Rohe Foundation. R-O-H-E-I, Rohe Foundation. will put a link also in our Spotify so that you could see the link of this foundation. We want you to be made uh, – we want – you to be more aware of this and be an ambassador of, of this uh, cause of adoption dito sa nation natin. Once again, John, Krina, thank you so much. We are so blessed by your ministry. Thank you for giving your life uh, towards the the voiceless and the children who need family. So, maraming maraming salamat. Thank you
4: so and, much. Thank
1: you. you have any last words? Last words talaga.
2: Closing no, mean, remarks. <laughs> I guess we're, we're just excited to know that um, avenues like this exist and, and that even your family, just how you have modeled um, fostering, I think, for the community is such an encouragement. And I, I thank you both for walking with us. I think community plays such a big part in this parenthood community. Um, I think we can really um, learn to celebrate adoption together. And mm. in our and, and I think we will play a big part of creating that culture uh, for this generation and the generations to mm. come. So thank you both for, for leading the way and for championing that. Um, we're so encouraged, and it's really a privilege to to be
1: able to share this. So thank you, thank you guys. Thank you, thank you, thank you, John, Lana. Anything to add? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> thank you, thank you for thank you for your life of obedience. Thank you for reminding us. Minsan yung delay ng yes hindi talaga worth it. Talagang, when you hear God, you act upon it. And I, it's, I think it's a reminder. It's imp- how important it is to really hear from God. Because uh, we'll hear a lot of other voices in our culture, in, within our own family sometimes. Yeah. And yes, we, we take those into consideration. But at the end of the day, we obey God (laughs) and what he has told us to do. And so let's not let fear, let's not let um, the existing narrative or the existing culture stop us from actually doing something about changing the narrative and changing the culture and going against culture. And hopefully as we go against culture, We start to build a new culture where we really get to see how family is the answer. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. See you again next week for our next conversation on our parenthood.
0: By the way, neighborhood, before we end this episode, we want to say hello and what's up to the people of Kumu, a Pinoy live streaming app where you can connect with Filipino streamers and celebrities. You know, one of my favorite artists in Kumu is our good friend, Asel Van Omen. We want you to watch and listen to her latest songs that would uplift your soul. So please, use our link in the description below and download the Kumu app. Bye. You Bye! Bye! Bye!